Hello, this is the WNBA Podcast. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the WNBA Podcast. Truth, you can't handle the... WNBA Podcast. Bandwidth. Sell to my lip. Five foot eleven. Podcast partner. Welcome to the seventh of November WNBA podcast. We're back again with the worst NBA podcast. I'm back with Peter, my podcast partner, as you've heard in the intro. Peter, how you doing? Yeah, doing all right, Tom. Yourself? Yeah, I'm not too bad. Uh, I'm very excited about the start of the NBA season. Uh, you been watching any games? Yeah, I've been watching a few. It's been uh, some pretty entertaining stuff. Um, I don't know, just excited to have the end of the off season. It's been a dark, cold few months, you know. It was it was very dark and cold, not literally or figuratively, but it was very dark and cold. So I suppose we, <laughs> when do you want to start? Do you want to? Start? Thanks for the uh, tearing down my metaphor. <laughs> well, I, I appreciate it. I agree with you first, so. So I'm giving you support that I always do. Um, just wondering, have you been following Kobe Bryant's uh, play lately? Very impressive. Uh, yeah, I mean, Clay is probably putting it generously. I mean, he's, is, is he playing so much as he's just fucking cratering out there? He's doing absolutely nothing. He he. So this is after coming out. He's been he played pretty bad his first three games, and then he came out and said, "I'm the 200th best player right now in the." in the NBA, even though 538 came out today and actually said that he's the 438th best player. Um, he's taking a lot of shots. What, what would you do if you're the coach? Would you start benching him a little more, or would you would you just say, hey, do what the hell you want, and we'll, we'll try and get this lottery pick? Uh, well, first of all, I'd like to remind our listeners uh, from last week's episode that we, we talked about Kobe being ranked the 93rd best player before the season. Uh, I can't, I can't remember that at all. You thought that he was probably better than that, and I thought he would do worse. What? So, uh. There's no proof of this. There's no proof of this. Man, I, I just got gotcha'd really bad. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, who's what the fuck? I don't know. Byron Scott, the Lakers coach, I honestly think he's the worst coach in the NBA. Whoa. So. Trying to think what he's going to do is very different to what I would do. If I was uh, the Lakers coach, uh, I don't think I'd bench Kobe. I don't think he can do that. You know, he's too means too much to the franchise. But I would definitely get his minutes down to I don't know twenty to twenty five, and tell him he's only allowed to take a shot every three minutes he's out there, rather than a shot a minute like he's currently going for. You know, uh, but I mean, I just don't think that he. I don't think Kobe can be around a team in, like, right now. I, I don't think he has any purpose on a rebuilding team. And if anything, you'd have to... <laughs> if it wasn't for what he means to the brand of being the Lakers, I would wave him. I don't, I don't think he has any value to the Lakers in terms of being an actual NBA player. You don't think um, that he's going to turn around and, as Kobe says, go go into facilitator mode? 
facilitator mode. Everyone always talks about that. Kobe's just you switch gears, go to the facilitator. How mode. does he switch modes? Uh, what is this? I fucking I don't know. Apparently he's got all kinds of modes. Uh, but I mean, honestly, I I don't right, think right he's the worst. self-aware enough to be a good player on this team. And uh, yeah, I don't think he's going to be helpful for the Lakers unless they're just trying to lose as many games as possible. I think that's the only way he could help the Lakers this season. Apart from, I guess, selling tickets as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, what do you think? Do you think he's going to be the 200th best player of the season or what? I think surely he's got to turn around. He'll start taking a few less shots and hopefully get in the, the young players involved a little more. But if not, it'll be the most entertaining story of the NBA this season, him going out there and just just flipping the bird this to everyone. no background to, to make you, you think that he is going to start mentoring the youngsters all <laughs> and start stepping back. Like, there's no precedent with Kobe if you're ever doing that. So uh, I like the fact that you, you believe it's a possibility, but... That's a, that's a good point you make. Yeah, I'm just kind of throwing thoughts out there and just hoping they stick. Obviously, that one didn't. But uh, maybe he might just go out there and just flip the bird to everyone and just shoot with one hand while, while just flipping the bird. Um, that's, no, my, that's, that's a, my next prediction, that's for sure. Uh, yeah, it could happen, it could happen. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I wanted to talk about all that time, if you want to acknowledge So looking at the uh, title contenders this year, and you say that there's probably five out in the West. Well, I would think so anyway. So you've got the the Clippers, the Rockets, uh, Oklahoma City, Golden State, and the Spurs. Mm. And I think that if things broke right, any of those five teams could potentially win the title. Sure. Uh, But what my question for you is, if you just do the simple math, there's five teams that could potentially win the title. But one of those teams isn't going to make it out of the first round in the West. Who do you think is making it out first round? Oh, well, it's definitely not Golden State. Um, oh, that's a tough one. I'd probably pick out of those, once you get to the playoffs, I'd probably have to say Houston. Houston? Houston. Houston... I probably wouldn't say it's going to be the Spurs, the Golden State. Yeah, I'd probably say Houston would be my my best bet, but yeah, that's a tough one. What would you say? Uh, see, it's different. If I'm talking about who I think is the worst team of those five, uh, I'd probably start looking at Houston, maybe, and I'd agree with you. But I think it's not so much who's going to be the worst team. It's who's going to lose out of those five, I would think. It's going to be in that 4-5 playoff. I think that's where, obviously, you know, two of those teams are probably going to meet because it, uh, presumably they're going to end up the top five seeds or at least close to it. So I actually think maybe the Spurs. And I think that even though I think that they're obviously a pretty stacked team and Popovich is the wizard and, you know, they're, they're pretty talented. But I feel like it could take a little while to integrate Aldridge into the system and the Spurs have shown in the past that they don't really give a fuck about the regular season. Yes. So I feel like they're not going to be chasing wins as hard as some of the other teams, the Clippers, the Rockets, and so forth. And I also think that given the minutes limits that Popovich plays on his best players, uh, you know, that their starters aren't going to be playing a ton of minutes. Like Kawhi Leonard's probably only going to play 30 minutes a game this season. So I think they've got the best chance of slipping that 4-5. And if they get there, if things don't go right with 
Lamarcus. I, I could see them falling out in the first round. Um, but yeah, I don't know. What, what do you think? Did you see Spurs going out in the first round? Yeah, I could if they don't piece it together by the end of the season, but they normally definitely have their their peaks and valleys during the season. Pretty much the last five or six seasons, they've had a have ever you know bad stretch somewhere during the run. So I'm predicting that they'll have that, but normally by the by the playoffs they're piecing it all together, and it is different with Lamarcus playing there now. But yeah, Pop's a pretty good coach, and I don't really see that happening. Yeah, well, that's interesting. Yeah. Well, I, I'm reminded personally of um, fucking, I don't know what year it was, 2010 maybe, when uh, uh, this was when I was back in New Zealand and could gamble on the NBA. And so I did so uh, pretty heavily for a college student at the time. Uh, and I got fucked because the Spurs were the number one seed and they had a lot of money on them to win it and they lost in the first round for the fucking Grizzlies. And I was pissed. Um, but anyway, that just made me believe that the Spurs aren't as invincible come the playoffs as you'd think. A little bit of vulnerability there, and I'm still pretty bitter about them losing, to be honest with you, Tom. Well, you know what they say, it's a game of chance, Peter, and that moves me on to the new section this week's, <laughs> it's Tom's Super Hot Takes. Oh, how hot are these takes, Tom? Well, Peter... The Cleveland Cavaliers, they're taking it one game at a time. Stephen Curry, Peter, he's filling it up. The Houston Rockets, Peter, they got the win they needed. Boston Celtics, they're on the radar. The Orlando Magic, Peter, they're giving it 110%. Right, sorry, don't interrupt my segment. Chicago Bulls, you know what they say? Defense wins championships. Need to up their defense, but you know what they also say? The best defense is good offense. There is no iron team, Peter, but there definitely is in Kobe Bryant. The Sacramento Kings, Peter, they have to get on the same page. Not on the same page at the moment. Swaggy P, Peter. He's the last one in the building and the first one out. Russell Westbrook, he's bringing his A-plus game. Better than the B game, A-plus. The New Orleans Hornets, Peter. It's do or die for them right now, even though they're the Pelicans. The Pelicans, it's do or die for them. The Clippers, Peter, they will not be denied. They will not be denied, Peter. The Clippers, not going to be denied, apart from against Golden State. Anthony Davis, his mind is just not in it right now. The Raptors, it's all about winning for them. It's all they care about. The Miami Heat, they have all the right pieces, but they need to piece it together. The Portland Blazers, Peter, they're making the impossible possible. And the NBA, Peter, it's a game of inches. There we go, Peter. So, let's send it away to our sponsor.
Cha 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 chi. 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 Where the lanes fade. Does a fart. Lethargic. Lethargic. Fade. 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 Cheesy. Fade. 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 Cheesy. Come to the land, you yuppie cunt. Alright, coming back. Um, I'm now, can we talk about those hot takes? I mean, I feel like there's a lot of wisdom that's just imparted right there. I mean, there's, you know, hours of talking points, so much going on, so much to digest. I feel like you've just done like 100 hours of Charles Barkley's studio analysis in the space of two minutes. I give the people what they want, Peter. That's what it's all about. Ah. As soon as Charles Barkley hears this, he's just going to repeat all that shit back. It's, it's all the entire way he talks. But, uh, that was some very in-depth hot takes there, Tom. Yeah, super sizzling hot. Can't let them cool down. Um, like so... the, uh, Miami Heat. They've got all the pieces, but can they piece it together? There we go. I mean, this is a very hot take. Would you like to, uh, elaborate on that? Well, no, not at all. Maybe, maybe next week, Peter. There'll be the, the, the segment's over, and we'll be going to, back to that segment next week, as it seems like a popular one so far. You're not taking questions on the segment that time. No, no, I don't take, I don't answer questions. You're not taking interruptions with Jerry either. I just, my general life philosophy is not to answer questions. Yeah, that's probably smart. Yeah. Um, so, alright, moving forward, I guess. What, um, anything else you want to talk about the NBA so far, or is this going to be a 12 minute podcast? Uh, you know, sort of a bit of 12 minutes we've had so far, but we'll keep it rolling for a little bit, shall we? Yeah, I guess so. Uh, uh, so I don't know if you've had a chance to watch any of the Knicks play. I mean, I know that, you know, obviously high up on the teams you want to be watching, right? Hasn't really been a big priority in my life, but you you could sway me. Well, so uh, one player that I've kind of been watching and quite frankly been quite impressed by is old uh, Chris Tapp's Porzingis. Oh, yeah. The uh, hilariously named number four draft pick made by the, the Knicks. Um... So I don't know if you, you've gotten to watch him play or know much about him, Tom. I've seen his highlights. He's a giant person. He is a massive person. He's seven foot three, and he plays power forward, which seems absurd. Um, for those who don't know who he is, he's some European, uh, Whoa. Eastern Europe somewhere. Uh, I haven't done too much research. I want to say Latvia. I was going to go. Bel- I was going to go Belarus. Obviously, we're never going to find out, but um, well, it's good to have some uh, debate. Uh, but I mean, so he's a, a big man that supposedly can shoot, and he can put the ball on the floor a little bit. So, kind of the, uh, uh, I guess the the strict form that he 
he's also just happens to be an absolute fucking giant. He looks like he's been stretched as well. Like he is the living embodiment of a stretch for. Yeah, I would say that. I mean, I don't know if that's what's typically meant by a stretch for, as in a human being that appears to have been stretched. That's um, the Getting real literal with the Tom, I like That's it. right, yeah, he's stretched for. Um, so, apparently in the uh, the Clippers locker room the other night, there's one of the um, uh, fucking journalists or whatever was talking to a player, and they were raving about Porzingis and comparing him to Dirk. Uh, and then Paul Pierce came back and said he's more like Banyani. Oh. Uh, which obviously pretty harsh. So uh, Andrea Banyani, the was he the number one pick? Yeah, he's the number one. His overall number one for Toronto. Yeah, in the 06 draft, I think. And uh, yeah, pretty fucking mud career. Not great. So, Porzingis, is he going to be Dirk? Is he going to be Andrea? What do you see in this guy? He looks a little bit more aggressive than Bagani, though. He's, I'm not sure if he's going to be as good as Dirk. That's a pretty high standard, but he's hes already dunked on a few people and, you know, a few put-back dunks and just seems generally more aggressive. Um, Bagani's the low bar, so really you're telling me, is he going to be the worst or the best? And I'm just going to say probably around the middle. Way to play it safe, Tom. Yeah, there, uh, there we go. People always like hot takes that are really right down the middle of the road. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Always, yeah, generates interesting conversation that way. So, appreciate it, Tom. I, I gave you a lot of insight there. <laughs> There's a lot going on. I can tell you that for me, just looking at him, I feel like he looks a little bit like Andre Beardrins. I don't know if you remember him, Tom. Yes, I do. Yeah. Uh, briefly he, promising center. Not a great of, free throw shooter. Yeah, pretty fucking mud player, generally. <laughs> but I'm just saying, is it in terms of physical appearance, that's what I see. Uh, maybe a better player than him. I think he, I think he actually could be pretty talented. I reckon he looks like, like he looks like a mass murderer, and like you say, he looks like another basketball player. He looks like like you wouldn't be surprised if he went on a big killing spree. And like, and that's not great to say, and it's a little bit maybe defaming for him. But that's what his face looks like to me. Are you basing that on him being Eastern European? Are we throwing some racism in there too, Tom? Or where are we at? It's the jawline. <laughs> uh, well, that's harsh, but fair, I guess. I mean, if that's what you see, Tom, that's what you see. Call yep. on him how we see him. That's what we do here at the uh, That's what we do. That's a sizzling hot take that's brought to you by Weather Lanes, the cheesiest food in town. All right, so... So there we go, Peter. As much as I appreciate any uh, plug for Weatherlands, I, I was actually still interested in talking about Porzingis. What? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> we, 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 uh, unilaterally moving on there. Well, I think so. What, what's the next topic? Moving on. Uh, well, I was going to say that I think that both him and Mello are playing a position too, uh, too low. I think he should be a five, Mello should be a four, and then uh, the rest of the, the Knicks can kind of go from there. But... Um, no chance for that. So he'll be a stretch five is what you're saying? I think that's what he could be. I feel like that's what he should be. And probably in a year or two when he's gotten a chance to eat something, uh, maybe murder a couple of people, yeah. uh, probably be a five. Oh, uh, there so we go. Yeah. What's the opposite of being stretched? Being a real shortcut. <laughs> yep, there we go. Great, great work. Okay. Just good analysis there. Okay, uh, let's send it away to one of the the favourite segments of the week. 
Whisper. Everyone, it's Kim Kardashian. And I'm Peter. And this is Whisper. Alright, Peter, up to you now. Whispers! Well, don't worry, I didn't know it was that time of day already. We just added material that quickly. <laughs> it is, actually. <laughs> Alright, well, depressing, but uh, here we are. Uh, so, what I was going to talk about this week is it's enormous now, is the uh, Lamar Odom business. So, Tom, you'll be well aware that uh, Lamar Odom, fucking NBA player gone wrong, uh, banging a Kardashian for a while. Uh, fucking drugged out of his mind at some Nevada brothel and uh, ended up in hospital. Uh, but what I was interested in is, I don't know if you've heard this, uh, but Meta World Peace has come out. So the artist formerly known as Ron Artest, uh, and generally just a pretty crazy guy himself. One of the podcast favourites. Oh, obviously. Uh, he's come out and he said that uh, Kobe and I tried to save Lamar. Um, what? And apparently Lamar, uh, sorry, Meta World Peace. What was that? Did you just burp on the podcast? Uh, he said that, quote, Kobe FaceTimes Lamar. Uh, Kobe tried to reach out to Lamar plenty of times before this incident happened. I was trying to reach out to Lamar. Uh, and I just kind of like the idea that the intervention squad that you're sending out for Lamar Odom is fucking Kobe Bryant and Rob Artest. Because I cannot imagine two people who would be worse at empathising or just generally being regular human beings than those two. They'd just be absolutely terrible at it. They're uh, a great tandem, though. Great tandem. What would they... I want a movie based on, like, their road trip to Las Vegas. Oh, fucking. That would be amazing, actually. They're both pretty fucking mental. Yep. I feel like Ron might be slightly crazier. He tried to change his name to The Panda's Friend when he was playing in China. Uh, so obviously he's a pawn shop for changing his name. Yeah. Um, but anyway, more about this, this whispers. Uh, apparently, uh, after the incident happened, the quote from him was, uh, when Kobe found out Lamar was in hospital, he was furious, I was in tears. So, just to give you a brief snapshot into their two different states of mind. I believe both, I believe that quote as well, that's definitely true. Sorry? I believe that quote as well. That's definitely true. I, I like the idea that Ron Artest is good cop, Kobe is bad cop in this intervention, you know? Ron Artest is trying, you know, he's, he's empathising with him, he's breaking down, and then Kobe's bad cop telling him that you're a piece of shit, and, uh, you know, no, nothing's ever going to, you're never going to become anything. Really just breaking Lamar down, you know? Yeah. Um, but my favourite quote of the whole thing is really where I can empathise with Ron Artest. I feel like this is... He should really be on the podcast with this kind of quote. His quote was, I was a little bit bitter towards the Kardashians without even knowing the situation. <laughs> so, I'm, <laughs> I'm a big fan of the fact that he's self-admitting he doesn't know the situation, but still feels bitter towards the Kardashians. I approve. I give him the, 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 the big thumbs up for that. The big thumbs up. Yes. But, Kardashians. Obviously they're a fault here. Don't know why. But uh, I, I appreciate that. I like what his head's at. 
Yeah, I, I very much appreciate it. He gets the uh, podcast seal of approval, the WMEA podcast seal of approval, that's for sure. Yeah, no doubt in my mind. Just generally hating on people for reasons that you don't want to or need to uh, explain. Or necessarily even have. No. No, go on him. The, the, yeah. You know what they say, the world needs more people like Ron Artest. Oh, they're always saying that, Tom. <laughs> Can't get it off of them. All right. Uh, one other topic I was going to bring up briefly is, uh, I don't know if you've seen uh, last week, I forget who the, the Cavs were playing, but LeBron hulked out of his shirt. Uh, he's playing with the jersey, the, the short sleeve jersey rather than the singlet. The Knicks, I think. I think I've seen the Knicks. ripped the sleeves off it. Uh, what do you think about that? What's the deal with those sleeve singlets? It actually, yeah, I don't really like them. I wouldn't like playing in them. I know that they made them just to try and get some more jersey sales because people are too pussy to wear singlets around. That's pretty much the deal, isn't it? Tom, that's 100% the deal that you just described. <laughs> because, uh, yeah, people don't want to wear a jersey into work. I, I can tell you that uh, my own work, had a, uh, a, a, a you know a couple of weeks ago a day where you know you could bring wear the, the jersey of your favorite sports team, uh, our sports team or player, and uh, obviously as the podcast favorite, I wore uh, my Ron Artest from the Rockets '96 <laughs> jersey, and um, I can tell you the workplace doesn't really appreciate the, the guns out or chest hair involved in wearing the it's tough to be taken uh, seriously professionally. Well. So that's the kind of that I'm willing to make. What were you wearing on the bottom half? Ah, uh, jeans. I mean, you got to keep it professional. <laughs> that's uh, true. Yeah, dreams, some shoes. And it tucked in, which was confusing because it was a men's XL jersey. What? So, so you wore a tucked in basketball jersey into jeans than dress shoes. I mean, Tommy, you, you got to keep it professional, you know? That sounds like such a bad choice. You, were you just praying that people, when they, when they, people were walking along, staring at their feet, and then they, they saw you, and they saw your shoes, and thought, all right, I'll take this guy seriously, and they slowly moved their feet up, their head up, and then just, and then just kind of skip your midsection, and then saw your face. of a hometown hero, I guess. That's it. Uh, I'm going to call him my hometown cunt. He is... <laughs> 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 no, just someone that everyone at home hates. Um, I, I can't really say his name, obviously, on the air, but it is... Um, I'll, I'll call him... A... Is it Luke Donaldson? No, no, it's actually... Oh, his name's Eddie, Eddie Cuntleson. Ah, oh, 
<laughs> yeah. So people like I don't want people kind of you know accuse him of anything. So I'm keeping his name discreet. So we'll call him here, Eddie Cuntleton. He was making bold predictions all week long before the before the NBA started that Ennis Cantor was going to start for the Oklahoma City Thunder over Stephen Adams. He was all in everyone's ear about it. Not actually to me. This is second-hand information, but he was all about town, talking to everyone and just making bold claims. Yeah, oh, here we go. Yeah, I know what's going on. What do you know? Ennis Cantor on the bench. Now you look like a big dick. So, that is my cunt of the week. I'm not paying yeah, for no, your back, I, Doctor. I, I don't know this, Eddie. I mean, obviously, this is a su- pseudonym we're using, uh, a cleverly disguised one. Uh, yeah, sounds like, sounds like a real cunt, Tom. Yeah. Uh, I think we're both on the same page there. Yeah. Sounds like the kind of guy who probably got a week back. Just just a guess. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Needs to go to the chiropractor. But I'm not paying for yeah. it. <laughs> Fuck no. <laughs> Why would you? Uh, yeah, good cunt of the week there. Uh, I was going to keep it, uh, you know, more on the uh, NBA professionals. Uh, so my cunt of the week is actually about a, uh, well, it's a LA Clippers employee. Uh, so apparently a Clippers employee who runs the Clippers Twitter account after they lost to the uh, Golden State Warriors was responding to somebody's tweet about the loss and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And use the hashtag didn't lose by 50. Uh, and so you will have remembered earlier in the week, the Golden State Warriors put, uh, I think it was 118 to 68 victory over Memphis and uh, beat them by 50, which is obviously pretty absurd. But I just figure maybe not the individual who put this didn't lose by 50 on there. He's probably a bit of a cunt. But the Clippers generally, it's just such a cunty thing for the Clippers to celebrate. You lost, but you you're celebrating because you didn't lose by more. I feel like that really sums up the Clippers as a franchise. Uh, just generally cunts. And not really looking for victory so much. It's just kind of putting other people down. Uh, yeah. They've never made it out in the second round. Austin Rivers. I feel like that really sums up their mentality. And Austin Rivers. They've got him in the team. Yeah. Yep. That's, that's a good point. He also just the standing cunt of the week. So, oh. yeah. Good stuff there. Well, there you go. That was a very good, um, very good cunt of the week, and I guess that that leads to the end of our podcast. That was another very shockingly bad podcast. Um, yep. Are we talking to anyone right now, or just to ourselves? Uh, just ourselves. I don't right. really know why we do it. To be honest, with you. <laughs> don't know why I do it to myself. But here we are. There you go. All right. Until next time.